Back to the Rays Rowdy Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Nikki T, and I'm here this week with a special guest, Miss Lily Rose. What's up, dude? Not much. Do you go by Nikki, like, or is it Nick usually? Dude, it's kind of either. Yeah. Um, my aunt called me Nikki, and I had her in algebra in high school. Oh, yeah, so that stuck. So it just stuck. My yeah. brother, he's Nicholas, but we grew up calling him Nikki like everybody yeah. did. Now he's 23 with a giant beard, and he's like, y'all gotta shake Nikki. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to be Nick. So that's why I asked. I just embraced it. Yeah. That's <laughs> great, dude. But yeah, like, and then my buddy Jason started calling me it, and that was kind of in our yearbook and in our, I played football through high school. Nice. And in my, like, you know, bio for that they were like do you have any nicknames and i was like nikki t yeah and it's stuck since then yeah that's cool yeah how about you what about lily rose is that a is that a nickname or is that your that is my first and middle name Heck so yeah. my last name's williamson yeah. um and lily rose i was like williamson might be a little too long for a stage name so yeah lily the double flower great. you know yeah i'm like thanks mom and dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great your yeah. parents must have been hippies it's funny because they're not at all, yeah. but it kind of plays into this whole, like, we got this family name situation where I'm like, I'm Lily Rose. My dad is William Williamson. Oh, wow. Which would make my brother William's son. Oh, wow. And my mom's maiden name is Williams. Wow. It's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. It makes people go like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of names. But yeah. Right. We're not really here to talk about your name. We're <laughs> yeah, here fair. to talk about, man, the, the great music that you've been putting out and the the freaking viral hit that you put out as well, man. But before we get into that, let's, let's talk about your background and where you grew up. Sure. Yeah. So born and raised in Atlanta. Um, I was there until I was 18, graduated high school. I was in Catholic school my whole life too, but, um, cheers to that. No (laughs) more uniforms anymore. Hey, Mm. and, uh, it was cool, you know, growing up being able to be in like the Christian scene, even though Catholic is a little different, there's still music, um, Mm -hmm. in that, aspect and I kind of just was self-taught at drums and guitar and then started singing in high school and um ended up in Athens Georgia for college I did not go to UGA but I bleed red and black um (laughs) I'm not much of a school person so I was like I'll go to the community college next door um and Athens is just a great town to learn how to be on stage I played a lot of open mics and then bar sets and then all the way up to getting to play at the Georgia Theater, which was a dream of mine. And Heck yeah. I uh, moved here a little under four years ago and just been writing and working part-time jobs and grinding it out. And uh, then TikTok happened, yeah. which is nuts. Yeah, that's a, it's a crazy platform. Um, honestly, probably crazier for music than I could have even thought when it came yeah. out. I know it was very music-driven and they had a lot of the songs on there, but... Mm-hmm the uh the kind of catapult that it has been for great voices and great songs has been amazing yeah it's i I was the same way you obviously think of tiktok some of the first things that went so crazy were savage and just derulo in general um but i did not think that it was going to break artists especially in the country format the way that it has yeah um and for me, you know, I've been grinding it out up here and also touring when I was back in Athens. I've been at this for almost a decade professionally. I never would have thought that I would be one to go viral. Yeah. I actually wasn't 
on TikTok until the end of October and yeah. um, saw my buddy Andrew Janakis was, yeah. you know, pulling it off and had seen other people. So I was kind of like, why not? And, um, and then was on there for about four or five weeks and finally put up Villain, which was the only song that we had mastered. And that's a huge component of like how quickly we were able to get it out because yeah. when it went viral, we already had it ready to go. We just need yeah. to make album artwork and I need to find the right partner for distribution, right. which is where Rakaya comes right. in, who's in the room with us today, um, <laughs> not drinking a beer, might I add. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she had just launched her new company, Backblocks Music, and we decided to venture in with this single together um that's you know a cool mini development deal that was just revolved around villain and um and now we're just kind of taking it and seeing what happens next yeah let's let's talk about the numbers on this man it's uh it's crazy to see so we have some other friends um uh got to meet and hang with andrew um we're fr friends with priscilla block and nice, then yeah. trey lewis as well sure so a lot of the stuff that's been popping uh, has been in our world. So I was so excited cool. to get to meet you, yeah. you know, to get that other piece of that puzzle. For you sure. Know? I've been following you guys for a couple of years now too. So yeah. that's cool. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you on and man. So the most recent numbers I saw were 6.1 million streams, 26.6 K digital sales. Um, first spin three days after release, which is crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, officially added, uh, December 22nd for rotation. Yeah. And then, man, number one on iTunes, all genres, five days, top yeah. five. Just, it's crazy to see the people from TikTok and to see the stuff that revolves around that translate to real sales and real streams, right? Yeah. And I think that's the most powerful piece of what we're seeing in it. For sure. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. We've um, definitely seen the, the data carrying over from the crazy numbers on TikTok yeah. translating to instagram followers mm. and facebook and more importantly spotify and right. itunes and um the shazams with the with sirius adding that to full rotation so, so in such a short time after yeah. the song was released let alone the fact that i'm like an independent right. um it's been pretty crazy to see that people actually are shazamming it which means that's a lot of effort. Yeah. We, you know, like that we're, we're music it. people, but if yeah. I'm in Target and I'm like, yo, this song rocks, how often am I going, hey, Siri, who sings this? You yeah. know? And that's what's been a huge stat that we are excited about because it means people are taking the time and effort to look up what is this. Yeah. Um, and I good. think if we're talking about stuff that is you've seen, right? So you've seen things that are funny pop, yeah. right? You've seen songs that are heartbreaking or songs that are powerful and you've seen crazy voices. Yeah. And I think your voice is dynamic. Um, when I'm talking about artists and when we're talking about like with our friends of like things that make it work, yeah, I think you have a voice that sounds like you, which I think is super important. Yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks man. And, uh, when I heard that song villain, I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it, it's really a great song for one, for me to kind of be introduced to the world, um, because I am not traditional country. Right. I am pretty left of center when it comes to country, but I'm truly just so in love with the storytelling that country music does. Um, sonically, what country music is doing right now, I'm excited to be a part of that. Yep. Um, but I love pop and I love hip hop. Yep. And I also love scores and soundtracks and villain is kind of that entire piece that yeah. has come together and it's been really cool you could hear that played in a you know a, like a marvel movie dude fingers right? crossed man yeah. <laughs> like, that's the but that's you know a goal I mean? like that's yeah. you totally could you yeah know, you could hear that played in a series like that and i think that's 
uh, a testament to the track, right? Yeah, that's Matt Morrissey. He's my producer. Mm-hmm. He also is my closest co-writer. We write okay. at least once a week. Um, and he's it's the joke that he's on everything but villain, but he did produce it, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a wizard. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So do you have uh, some other songwriters in the scene that you are close with or... Yeah, I kind of have just a really close circle um, mm-hmm. heading into 2021 um, of five or six of us, you know, that if you look at my entire catalog of released and unreleased, just all the demos, it's the same four or five, just different combos. Heck yeah. um, so Lauren Hungate, she's fantastic. She's not on Villain, but on Better Than That and a couple other great songs we've got ready to fire away. And then... Um, Mackenzie Carpenter and Kyle Clark, who are both on Villain, mm-hmm. um, both young writers that are so talented. They're going to be household names in town in 20 years, I'm telling you. And then Mackenzie's brother, Micah. He's cool. he's great, too. So, yeah, whole squad. It's, uh, it's kind of cool to see how, like, a crew will come up, right? Yeah. So, I'm sure, like, their socials are helping grow as well. Yes. And, you know, people are then, since they're paying attention to what you're doing, and they're seeing that these people are involved, they're paying attention to what they're doing too. 100%. I mean, that's how I am as a consumer. I know yeah. I've got a little bit of the insider because I'm also doing this for a living, but when a song comes out, I love to see who the writers were. And yeah. I've gone and followed people on Instagram just because they wrote, they wrote one song, yep. you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's a cool piece. And um, I think that's something that like, you know, is so beneficial now where maybe, you know, and the days when a song would just go to radio, you might not see that, right? Yeah. You might look on the album cover, but now you can actually follow along with all of those people. For sure. And see exactly what they're doing. And if they're, you know, like you yeah. said, doing their own thing musically, you can yeah. see that too. It is, you know, streaming is all obviously something that we're trying to figure out how we can all make a little bit more money doing it as songwriters yeah. and artists. But that is something that has been such a cool door that's open with streaming is the song credits and yeah. being able to see the lyrics and having that instant gratification of, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with this. Who produced it? Yeah. Who put it out? Or what label are they on? All of that stuff. Yeah. It's been so cool. Yeah. I think that's one of the benefits. Being a music fan, sounds like you're a big music fan yeah, as well. And for that's, sure. You know, the world that I live in myself. Um, just getting all that information, having access to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, you get to see uh, a picture of what someone is and who they are. Yeah. Right. Where previously that wasn't, you know, necessarily as available. So it's cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, social media is much damage as damage as it's done. I can't talk today. I'm sorry, but um, it's been really cool just to see all of the info that you have at your fingertips now, um, which includes personal life stuff. And you hear managers and things like that saying, Hey, you got to get on socials more. You got to do this because it's a non-negotiable thing at this point. Yeah. Um, But you have to do it and you have to do it well. You have to do it well, but I think I've had a lot of other artist friends and, um, other manager friends or anything say, Hey, how did you, how'd you make TikTok work? And the biggest thing about social media, I think is just staying authentic. As long as you're truly being yourself, they're going to latch onto that. If they like the music, they they want that. They want to see the person behind everything, you know? So with that, I mean, you said you just got on TikTok in October. Um, how many posts in was it before you were starting to see main traction? Um, that is like, a little bit of an objective number because I'm still looking at it or I'll I'll post something and I'll be like yeah that flopped and Rakai's like no it didn't have 300,000 views and I'm like well it didn't go viral and she's like well not everything can go viral Lily. but um I think it was about two weeks in when we started seeing those 
six figure numbers, the hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, and it stayed there for a consistent like week or two. Um, yeah. I always thought there was this one song that I posted called Two Lonely People, and that was the one that was really getting the traction. Uh-huh. Traction. Yeah. For, comparatively, I started with zero followers, you right, know. So, right. um, but then I think it was probably. 12 to 15 videos in when villain finally hit yeah um which is nuts yeah and then just the world exploded yeah Yeah. upside down yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's interesting to hear everyone's story because some people's are like post one post five post ten some grind for six months or a year before anything hits like really hits for sure yeah so it's uh interesting to see you know how that works differently um I don't think anyone truly really understands the algorithm on that necessarily. Not even close. But if I'm paying attention to what's working, it's like I said, I think it's great songs, heartfelt songs, something that's funny or silly, and then really great voices. Yeah. That's the stuff that I'm seeing yeah. that in the music world is is functioning for TikTok. Yeah. And it's I'm, cool. I mean, there's been platforms that have helped so many artists, yeah. right? Like, I mean, YouTube, like, yep. Vine. Um, yep. Yeah. This is the next one. Even Instagram you know, had, had their moment where they were really helping folks like in the early days, even in the music scene Yeah, and uh, SoundCloud, not so much in the country genre, but that was really big in a lot of other genres. Yeah, And I think the, the time we're in right now, if an artist isn't putting their time into TikTok, then they are wasting their time on other things. Yeah. 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 I, um, I agree. And it's, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think most of us actually don't want to be on socials. I think that a lot of artists, if we had our way, we would just be able to create and play shows. Yeah. That's it. You know? Um, But you have to, yeah. Right. But I mean, that's just not, not the case. And that's why it's so important to just do it. Your, how, how you feel you should do it. Yeah. And, um, and also I was just talking with somebody before we came here of giving advice of what he could tell an artist of what to do with TikTok and, it's like, just go and find like three or four accounts that in your mind you think it's working Yeah, and just take notes. Like, yeah. You know, that's the best thing what you can do in life. But yep. for TikTok, like take notes, do as the Romans do and follow the blueprint kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's crazy too. Cause like Hannah Dasher, who's another friend of ours. Yeah, dude. Atlanta she was folk. one of the first people I met in town. Uh, she's Always great. been so kind to me. I yeah. love me some Hannah damn Dasher. Me too. Like, <laughs> Come on. We uh we've had her on the podcast a few times and just to see her stand by your pan be what like kind of popped her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and then that led to her music and her getting to release another track and you know, stuff rolling downhill. Yeah. It's great to see it. Her um her alter ego is Oh yeah. It's just too much. <laughs> I freaking love that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love Hannah. Um like I said, I've, I got to see her on the road a few times. Um, she'd make her way up to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then we got to hang with her a little bit this summer, you know, socially distanced, of course. But, sure. Yeah. Um, and then, but that again, like that was another thing. It's like something she was already doing on other platforms that yeah. was kind of working, you know, but yeah. something she enjoyed and then she put it on TikTok and it worked. Yeah. You hey. know, just gotta keep doing it. That's it. Yeah. Figure out what it is and keep grinding and trying. Absolutely. For it. So what was your 2020 like before this? So just yeah, the road off the road, right? Off the road. Um, so tornado, mm-hmm. that was a situation and, yeah. um, we're up in Germantown. So, um, to have that and then the pandemic and my girlfriend, she actually was in Las Vegas for a year and a half. We did long distance. Okay. She moved here like 
10 days before the tornado and then oh, the wow. pandemic. So I was like, welcome to Nashville. This is really dope. <laughs> um, but I mean, this year has looked, it's just been a lot of spending very quality time with people yeah. on Zoom and yeah. growing relationships and just talking with people. It's really been a lot of just relationships grown over the year, but um, a lot of part-time jobs. I've, I've worked every part-time job I think you can think of besides being a janitor I've, yeah. <laughs> you know bartender retail stocking shelves refereeing basketball games like whatever yeah. <laughs> you want to say um and writing just yeah. trying to write man um we've written a lot of really cool stuff in 2020 and the zoom thing didn't work for me I know yeah. it's been working for some people and some I, but I just I haven't been able to do it it's definitely hit or miss from everyone I've talked to. Yeah. So some people were like, man, I love this. I don't have to leave my house. This is amazing. Yeah. And then other people were like, I just can't pick up the vibe. Yep. You know, and that's, yeah. I think it just depends on the writer. hundred percent. And I mean, in a safe way, we pretty much, I was only writing with my, with like four people yeah. interchanging four people. Like I didn't see Kyle since I saw Kyle last week. He was a writer on Villain, and I had not seen him since we wrote Villain in 2019. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. We went a whole entire 2020 without seeing each other one time. Yeah. So, yeah, just doing that. It's uh, it's crazy to see how, you know, a year that has been so bad for so many has sparked, you know, so much positivity for a lot of folks, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, we did a podcast with Drew Parker, and, you know, he had a, a, a child and got to spend time with the child, yeah. and then... You know, there's so many artists that who knows if 2020 didn't happen the way it happened, if TikTok would be this platform that it currently is and 100%. helping people as much as it is. Yeah, it's it's been a weird thing. Yeah. It's like if you really think about all of the cause and effect that this year has had, um, yeah. obviously very grateful for all of it, um, right. but it's been weird. Yeah, sometimes, you know, strangeness and um, things that give you angst or anxiety in the end lead to something powerful. Yeah. And I think that's the case for you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're we're feeling very thankful and overwhelmed with gratitude, to say the least. Yeah. Exhausted, but energized. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing. So I know 2021 is still kind of in limbo. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if we get back on the road, do you have uh, plans to do that? Have you had anyone helping you book or do you do that still independent? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still booking. I'm playing at uh, Eddie's Attic down in Atlanta. Heck That's yeah. where I'm from. And yeah. what I usually play there every like February or January. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do Eddie's in the winter and then Smith's Old Bar in the summer. So nice. kind of do the every six months thing. But um, I'm still booking independently, but you know, we're, we're starting to see some interest from some agencies, which is awesome. And yeah. my favorite thing in the world is to be on stage. So yeah. that's something that is super important to me. Important. We do it safely and go back and right. are respecting venues that are doing it safely and right. safely and, um, you know, being good to them and booking shows so they can keep the lights on kind yeah. of thing. Um, but I hope that we're back. I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to be back until 2022 with the major tours. Yeah. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful the vaccine will come through for everybody. And yeah, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think big shows for sure. I think you're going to see, you know, smaller rooms or rooms that are bigger, that are distanced. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we got to go to half of a festival at Rome River Jam in mm, Georgia. Yeah. And the second night got canceled due to rain, but like <laughs> this year in 20. 20- yeah. Oh, nice. That's yeah, great. So it was socially distanced and pods. You know, That's so I, yeah, the, I know the, some rooms the are Christian doing that world too. figured out how to do that. Yeah. They were doing yeah. that back in like May. My yeah. mom would text me and she's like, Hey, church is, she goes to Buckhead church down in Atlanta. And she was like, Buckhead's doing, they were like rented out a field and it was just pods. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how are we not figuring out how to do that? Yeah. But 
Well, they are now. And I think it's at awesome. first people thought that it wasn't going to last that long. Sure. But then some people realized that it might last longer than we thought it was going to. Yeah. And so, yeah, it sounds like that's happening more. Even in some like larger rooms, they're kind of making a smaller cap room and yeah. doing that same type of thing. Yeah. Um, just whatever we can do to keep the lights on for, for venues sure. as well as artists. Yeah, you know? man. And the band. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the toughest part because... Band and crew. Yeah, like an artist can play a little acoustic gig at someone's backyard, you know, but the band and crew, that's a harder thing. It's a very, yeah, very, very important thing. And I mean, especially some of these band and crew members that also like co-own bars and stuff like that. I mean, just taking the brunt of everything this year. So it's it's been a tough year for most folks. Um, I think the people that are... um, that are trying to figure out a different way um, are having some success doing so. And some aren't of course, you know, but um, I think at the end of all of this, the creative minds, the people that are willing to look outside of the box and to try different things are going to be the ones that have taken a step forward in a time when most people were staying still or took a step back. Yeah. I am. I'm hopeful that even with the bigger rooms and stuff, they can start going to like a third capacity or whatever it is. Cause before I went to the Morgan show at the Ryman last week, I was like, what artist is going to want to play to a half empty room? What artist, what person is going to want to watch in a half empty room? And after being there, I was like me and me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I was lucky enough to be at that show as well. Dude, man, just the, the amount of noise you heard from that crowd, which was what a quarter at most capacity was amazing. Unreal. Yeah. It was, it was so powerful. And, that's a testament to Morgan and what he's built and what his team has built, but it's also a testament to how hungry people are 100%. for live music right now. You know, I mean, you hope that when we get back to all of this, that they're not going to have to decide right off the bat across the board who they're spending their money on. Yeah, that's going to be a very. I love numbers. I love the accounting side of things and just economically. You're used to there's staggered rollouts of tours and mm-hmm. the tours start at different times and if everybody starts touring in february of 2022 it's gonna be very interesting to see the ticket prices with that yeah how many you know Ticketmaster accounts i don't know if they can hop into those or live nation accounts like people who usually spend their money on 11 country concerts a year over the thing are they going to be able to do that with all the yeah. tours you know it's it's all just very interesting yeah it's been a it's been strange because I mean, a music fan is the background from which I come from, yeah. right? So yeah. I'm the person going to 50 plus shows a year That's when good. I wasn't down here. You sure. know what I mean? Um, but for other people, yeah, it's like I have friends that go to five shows a year or six shows a year. Yeah. So imagine if this pops back up and you have to pick which ones you're going to. Yeah. Or even just like the venues, like which for artists sure. do you book? How many days a week are you going to book yep. to not overwhelm, yeah. to not sell tickets, you know? Yeah. Or is it again, like maybe you do a cheaper ticket, but more often, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, I just love all of that. If I could, if I were not musically talented, I would love to be on the logistical side of routing tours and yeah. figuring out how these venues are about to handle every single artist coming through at the all same time. All that data. Yeah. It's, and uh, sports. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Um, yeah. If you think about, you know, the artists that are the big headliners, right? Like yeah. they route all of those a year and a half out usually, know. you know? So they can't, I imagine that they have some like basic plans in place, maybe. Yeah. But you know, if, if you don't have a secondary date on a primary date lined up, then 
it's probably not going to happen. I think they've had know? the hardest job of everybody in the Absolutely. industry this year. Just the they've probably reworked things so many times. So many times. Yeah, it's nuts. But it's strange to to see things like that and to think about things like that, right? Like yeah. stuff you don't normally think about that this time makes you think about, yeah. you know, the people that are out on the road that are busting their humps to make that show sound so good or 100%. busting their humps to make that show look so good. Yeah. And then, you know, those are the people that are hurting maybe the most. And luckily for some folks that have, that are touring with a bigger act, some of those folks have been able to be paid for a while. Sure. Maybe not still. Yeah, on salary and some. Yeah. for sure. But the majority of folks aren't like that. Yeah. The majority of the folks are doing gig work, you yep. know? That's like that's like if you're bussing tables or waiting tables and you don't get to do that for a year. Yeah, you know? 100%. So it's crazy to think about it in a transactional sense like that, but really that's, that's how that's built. And maybe yeah. in the long run, hopefully, we'll turn those roles into something that's a little different, right? Yeah, you can hope, but it's like, what? There, there's not a whole lot more you can do. I mean, I no. feel like this year, everyone has found any way that they can if they are fortunate enough to be able to create work for people. Yeah. And it's just like, there's just only so much you can do. That's the heartbreaking yeah. thing about all of it. But I think 2022 will be back. Yeah. I feel good about it and yeah. full swing. Yeah, I think so too. I'll let them put whatever microchip they want in my arm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> to be back in a show. like I'm just please. ready. If I felt I, like that Morgan show. I was watching live oh music man. for the first time again. It was it, it was great. pretty magical. Yeah. I've been, you know, lucky enough to get out to writer's rounds at some bars and, yeah. you know, socially distanced, of course. And, sure. you know, everybody's masked when they're not seated. But just having that live music in my life yeah. is put me in such a better emotional place than when I was up in Pittsburgh, like yeah. in solitude. Dude. Cause it's such a big part of so many people's lives, right? Like music heals the world. And I think now more than ever, we need that healing. Yeah. I mean, more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I think that 2021 is going to be a, how do we patch everything up across the board and yeah. get people back to feeling good, you know, living well, everything and live music will definitely help with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh it's a crazy time that the the light of the music world shines in different places, but it's cool to see it shining on you and yeah. other folks like you. Yeah. That have been doing this. That's the other funny part is like a lot of people like think those these overnight successes. Yep. But if you look at the stories of the majority of folks that have had the success through this, it's Hey, I'm going to put my whole self into doing this thing, right? And I've been grinding doing this for you know, X amount of time, 10 years, 7 years, 5 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Writing songs with people that I enjoy writing songs with, trying to figure out to be the best I can, yep. right? And even during quarantine, the stages, right? So like started and the world shut down and everyone's like, oh, it's going to be two weeks. Yeah. I'm just going to take a two-week break. I think we drank for like 20 days in a row. Yeah. We were like, all right. <laughs> And then it was like, okay, that's not the thing. And then everyone started doing like live streams. So it was like Facebook live streams, yep. Instagram live streams. And we had that had its moment. And then I think the people figured, okay, this is continuing to go on. The weather's nice now. That kind of died off. Yep. And then I think that's kind of when TikTok really started to like get sight lines for a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, people that weren't necessarily paying attention to it before. If you're seeing numbers from it, then there's more artists on there. The more artists that are on there, the more consumers are going to be on sure. there. You know? Yeah. And then the cream rises to the top. 
yeah you know the strangest ways of possible yeah dude it's been nuts i i I didn't even have like tiktok downloaded until september you know yeah i somehow knew the savage dance but i didn't have tiktok yeah yeah that's that's how much we were drinking yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's cool to see that uh you know what are your you know if there is no touring like what's your plans for 2021 yeah um i've been super lucky to just start building a team um Mm -hmm. that i've just never had before it's been i've been my own manager my own tm my own booking agent you know everything um and while doing that just writing just trying to create the best stuff also figuring out what could potentially be next um you know you hope that villain is radio but that's up for determination and discussion and hopefully um just keep getting playlisted and can figuring out a way to connect with fans. That's one yeah. of the things that social media, TikTok, especially we've been able to do. And I love yeah. how you touched on the Instagram live and the Facebook live streams. Cause I was doing like an every Friday night live yeah. when the pandemic started yeah. and it turned into this thing of all of my friends and my girlfriend's friends and their friends would all tune in because they were like, we're all just going to drink and sing along together. Kind right. of thing. Like, <laughs> like we were around a campfire, but I can't hear them singing back. You right. Know? Um, but um, it's just been a really cool way without being able to be out on the road and shows and meeting people at a merch table and all of that to connect with people. Yeah. Because going through and commenting back on TikTok and Instagram and genuinely saying like, wow, thanks so much for the love or just even giving them hearts or whatever it is like that right there is that connection of yeah. the hug yep. and yeah, let's get a photo, you know, kind yep. of thing. Um, so I'm hoping that 2021, I can continue to grow that fan base, maybe yeah. figure out some new ways to do it because, yep. um, I understand things get old and stale very easily and I never want to be on that side of anything. So finding the right team to make sure that doesn't happen and we stay relevant and we keep writing bangers and, yeah. um, hoping the world opens back up, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good point. And, um, you know, you kind of, you get thankful for the people that you have in your life when there aren't as many people in your life, you know? Yeah. And then you get thankful for the fans that you have or have grown in the time when it's been the hardest to do so. Right. And I don't think, I think in the long run grassroots and, you know, meeting someone, looking them in the eye and telling them, thank you. We'll we'll be back. Yeah. But until you can get to do that, it's good to see that virtually happening. For sure. I'm, I'm so intrigued once everything you know, happens again, if it'll happen when we're a hundred percent done with COVID because the vaccine, or if we're yeah. still going to be masked up, but just artists that are fortunate enough where they don't have to do anything but a VIP meet and greet, yeah. how much interaction they're going to be dying for, you know, yeah. like how excited they're going to be to see those fans. Like, Oh, we've had two number ones since the last time I toured, like, yeah, <laughs> let's hug it out, you know, kind yep. of thing. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Yeah. And as you know, from a musical fans perspective like think about how different sets are gonna be you know oh man (laughs) like how many new songs every artist is gonna have to mix into their sets for sure i mean think think about morgan the other night he played like 18 songs and he was like i'm not playing anything old it's like (laughs) all the new stuff you gotta wonder you gotta wonder i mean i haven't played a full band show since july 2019 that's crazy because we only had acoustic stuff planned uh, and then it was all full band geared up in march and then is yanked yeah didn't happen yeah so i'm like i don't even know if i i would love to compare the set list yeah yeah <laughs> for yeah. sure <laughs> well you got a new closer for sure right now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> absolutely 
But uh, yeah, do you have any more? So I know you said you had that one mastered. Are there more stuff coming in 2021, you think? More songs? Yeah, definitely we'll be putting out more music. Um, yep. Right now it's just the team is going to be the, the first level of that and then yep. kind of breaking it down. I feel like we've got three or four in the tank that are really, really great. Yeah. I don't know if anything is as special as Villain um, yet, but we're writing four days a week and yeah. and uh you know just trying to get something yeah just get it going trying to write the best song every day and dude that's it yeah. i think that's the the key too and you'll see what works and then the, i think that's one of the cool things about tiktok in general is you can give a little bit of a song yeah. and you can see if the people are connecting to it yeah you know it's a i was introduced to a word called demoitis, yeah. which is very important um if anybody is listening and you haven't gotten on TikTok yet and you're in, interested in doing it, um, some of the best advice I got was from Rakaya when we first met of TikTok, they will fall in love with the demo. They want to hear, just naturally, we all want to hear what we heard when we fell in love with the song. Yeah. So if Keith Urban is singing The Fighter on an award show, you're going to love that acoustic version first before you hear the full band version. So on TikTok, it was super important that I wasn't posting any more demos. Yeah. And I'm so glad villain went and it was the one that was mastered and a yeah. full production and everything. Because if a demo went, I would be like, well, we have to still get this. We got to lay actual guitar down right, and right, drums. Right. And then all of a sudden it doesn't sound the same. So, yeah. um, it's really important to just make sure whatever you're putting out there as a teaser is actually what's going to be given to them when they have it fully. That makes sense. Um, do you think that's the case with like, if you're playing a song acoustically too, or is that different? No, I, that was a, rough example um, yeah. i just remember the first time i heard the fighter was keith and carrie singing yeah. it back and forth or my dad had never heard it he doesn't like country and he walked into the room and he was like that song is amazing and then i played him the full version and he was like yeah i don't want that and i was yeah. like all right fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that that makes sense yeah I, I haven't heard that but uh that definitely makes sense but having being in the world that i'm in where i do get demos sometimes oh, yeah. i will be like that i'll be like man that demo is so powerful broken down like that and dude then, you know the the full version's great still it's just like yeah. when you're used to hearing a song a certain way so yeah. that, that makes sense now yeah. you say that i i'm definitely that way when i write we even we were writing last night and I had to bounce or somebody had to bounce in the room and we we're like, we'll finish this up. And they're like, yeah, if anybody writes first two while we're gone, and I was like, I can't do that because the second I hear something and I've decided that's what it wants to sound like, I fall in love with it. So I'm yeah. that, I'm that consumer. I'm like right. the first time I hear something, I'm like, yeah, that's gotta be it. Yeah. That's, that's money. So, yeah, I think that's a big piece of it too. A lot of the music people are music fans first, right? That's what made you want to sing songs and want to be on stage oh, yeah. was the people that you, you know, see and you love doing that. For sure. Yeah. Who, who are some of those people that, you know, you grew up watching and just entertained you and made you want to do this thing? For sure. Um, so my parents are, neither of them are musicians, but they're diehard music fans. Okay. Um, both of their jobs have just led them to need music, either being involved in their job or in their life. And, um, I went to my first Bruce Springsteen concert at nine years old Wow! and it rocked my world. <laughs> um, I felt that same thing when I saw Morgan the other night after a year off, you know, seeing live music for the first time again, it was, yeah. um, but that energy that Bruce brings to shows, um, you know, I've played so many three hour bar sets and I've had to take two breaks. That dude is 68 years old, sliding on his knees, playing for three hours <laughs> and there are no breaks, right? There's no opener. So he's really been an inspiration with the, beautiful songwriting and he's just such a poet but the energy yeah. on stage is huge yeah um i love katie perry i've loved her since i kissed a girl and even before that 
Um, Taylor Swift is a huge reason why I'm here. Um, yeah. I think both of their abilities and Maroon 5 is the same way to just adapt and stay relevant yeah. while staying true to who what they want to create um, yeah. has been super inspiring. And then Keith Urban and Sam Hunt and Lady A were like the three that really made me fall, fall and of deciding here LA. It was yeah. those three were like, oh, yeah, I got to be here. Yeah. It's um, the truth and the the grit while also just the the party songs, you know? Yeah. It's Saturday Night by Sam Hunt and House Party and all of that stuff. I mean, just makes you want to turn it up and oh, absolutely. crack a beer. I remember when, you know, Sam was blowing up and he had that EP Between the Pines on his website for download. Yeah, and then SoundCloud. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like on his website for free for download. It wasn't even on streaming, you know? Dude. And then, you know, he had, you know, the demo of Come Over and had all those songs that yeah we are tonight smashes cop yeah. car yeah between the pines is one of my favorite like collection so of works ever, it's so good ever and and regardless of what style of music you like you can say i don't like country at all or i don't like pop music and you listen to those music you listen to those songs and you're like yeah, yeah. okay speakers yeah, I is i think one of the best country songs so good it's one of my favorites it's uh it's one of those songs where it's like when you hear it it just it it speaks to you in a different way yes you know yeah. and it was, uh, I remember the first time I heard of Sam, my friend went and saw Chase Rice and Sam opened up for him. Nice. And, uh, he was like, it was Sam and a laptop, you know? <laughs> and my buddy was like, dude, you need to look up this guy right now and find out everything you can about him. Unreal. You know? and it was like, yeah, he was one of the first the world... ones doing all the live, like yeah. MIDI stuff on stage. Yeah. So cool. And it was, it was because he had to, he couldn't afford a full <laughs> yeah, band, <100%. laughs> you know? And he yes. wanted to sound different than just him acoustic, yep, you know? For sure. So it was, uh, it's crazy to see how the genres developed, right? And it's developed towards that realm yeah. and it's also developed towards you know very authentic stuff as well oh, yeah. you know i think it's like the genre has expanded so much where the world on both sides of that are just as powerful which i oh, think yeah. is cool yeah it's you dope know? i mean i'm super thankful i always thought i was probably going to go into the pop side of everything and as i started co-writing and really just being here and i always wanted to write country music but artist wise i was like i'm too pop for that the songs just started matching what country music was already doing yeah. and i remember i actually played villain for a couple of people in early 2020 and they were like this is like 2022 country this is ahead of its time like this is good and thank god it worked maybe 2021 country yeah but, um it's a. Uh, I mean if you think about what's working it's always the thing that's next right so i remember hearing people say like if you're writing 90s country songs now you're behind the times because 100%. that's what's happening right now. They're already cutting all those. They already have 35 in the tank yeah. that they want to have cut or already have on albums. Yeah, you know, for sure. What's next right? for sure. And I think you're seeing that. I think you're also seeing like what I like to call newfound glory country. Nice. Which is like, it's like newfound glory and like that, like breaking Benjamin yep. and country fused together. Yeah. That's hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's thick already kick drums and the just. And I think you could hear that like about a year and a half ago starting. Yeah, you're like this sounds like a like a two thousands rock song, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, I don't I don't really understand. Okay, you yeah, know? for sure. And you'd hear it in demos. You'd hear it in work tapes, yep. and then you're hearing you know great success with artists like Hardy doing yeah. that. Yeah, you know, um, it's pretty cool. And I've always kind of just tried to chase 
whatever pop that I loved two years ago, yeah. how do we try to match that right now with the country feel? So like yeah. trying to chase, you know, the, the last Maroon 5 record okay. of, um, don't want to know, no, no, mm-hmm. no. You know what? All that and the snaps and all of that. Well, so Taylor Swift's last, the lover record and all of that. It's kind of like whatever pop was doing two years ago, if we're six or seven years behind them, we should be right on par of breaking something new yeah two years from now yeah you know yeah and you're taking that and you're mixing it with the things that make country music country music the storytelling the heartbreak you know the 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 party songs also you know for sure a little bit of everything but man it's uh it's cool to hear your perspective on that and someone that's you know having success in what is currently the number one platform in country music i would say yeah um i would say you know if you had any advice for um, maybe an up and coming artist that's thinking about doing something on TikTok. Yeah. Just give them a little, little speech for sure. I mean, any artist, I think everybody's had to hop on there lately, but, um, the two pieces of advice I've been giving people is number one, just stay true to you. Yeah. Stay authentic because consumers can see right through that stuff. And, um, you don't ever want to do anything that's not authentic anyway. So doing that and also just checking data, you know, like look when you're posting videos, what's working, what's not check with yourself. You don't even have to check in with anybody else. You'll be able to tell real time numbers every time of what's working, what's not. So, um, do what feels good and do it at the right time. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for sitting down. Oh, thanks for having me. Coming over and cracking a Modelo with me. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, tell everyone if they don't already follow you on social media where they can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Lily Rose Music, pretty much everywhere. Sometimes there's an official after, but Lily is spelled L-I-L-Y. Just one L, not three. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And... Yeah, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, Amazon, anywhere you listen to music, you can find it. Shazam if you hear it out. Absolutely. And (laughs) on Monday, I don't know, when are you putting this out? Uh, Next week. Okay. Yeah. Well, there might be some things revealed by the time this is out. So tune tune into Instagram and all the spots. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for, like I said, taking the time to come over and hang out here. For sure. And uh, thank you so much for making great music. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, guys, make sure if you like this, you follow Lily on social media, add her songs to your playlists. That's very important. And, you know, just download her song on iTunes. It's just a dollar, dollar twenty-nine, maybe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Raise Rowdy Podcast. I'm Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. Oh, the good old days, yeah.